Hi, I'm Tom Coffin, CEO and President and Co-Founder of Simply Reliable Incorporated. Welcome to the Smartpreneur Podcast. What's a smartpreneur, you might ask? Well, a smartpreneur, in our opinion, is someone that focuses on working on their business, not just in their business. And our Smartpreneur Podcasts are designed to bring you some relevant information each week about your business and different parts of that business. It could be marketing, it could be workflow, it could be labor, uh, it could be business operations, many things that we'll talk about each week on the podcast. You can also check out our Smartpreneur blog at simplyreliable.com. And of course, our Smartpreneur podcast is brought to you by Simply Reliable, makers of Smart Office and Design Machine, the complete end-to-end -end solution for business process for systems integrators. So thanks for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy the show. This week on the Smartpreneur Podcast, we welcome Marilyn Sanford. Marilyn is a serial entrepreneur. She founded SmartFX. She founded LinkEdge. She's owned, grown, and sold with Scala, Connected Spaces, and Pacific Tech. And she's a Cedia Fellow. Please welcome Marilyn Sanford. Well, hello there, Marilyn Sanford. How are you? I'm great, Tom. How are you doing? Whenever I'm I'm uh, with you on a, sharing a screen, I'm uh, I'm always doing great. <laughs> There's a politician in you yet. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, uh, so thanks for being with us, uh, smartpreneurs. Uh, you've probably uh, by now listened to uh, several podcasts with uh, Marilyn, and hopefully you've been reading the blog she's been entering and, and providing in the Smartpreneur blog series. Today, we're going to talk about uh, this week's blog called Open Culture. And so we'll dig a little in, uh, get a little deeper, and uh, and check things out. So uh, my first question, I, I think, Marilyn, is, is how important is feedback in an organization? I'm going to bet that you've got an opinion about that. I do indeed. You know, people want to be heard. That's just part of who, how we work together. And they want to be relevant at the same time. I think it's important to kind of keep in mind, first of all, they want to be heard, they want to be relevant, but what isn't said isn't necessarily forgotten. And, and what I mean by that is if they haven't got an opportunity to either vent or to contribute, it, it can really eat away, I think, yeah. at, at the, the tech and, and or the, the, um, anybody in the, in the organization. And I say tech because I'm so tech centric. They, they, to me, we're always our product, so you have to forgive that when it's when it's my it's sort of my priority go to. But in fact, you know, my engineers and programmers and the whole the whole team was so vital, so important. But what is said can also be mis mislead, uh, misunderstood, um, and it can morph and it can become a big issue. So having that two way, having the the kind of the culture of communication, which really makes it okay for somebody to come in and say, you know, that conversation we had the other week, I it's really bugging me, and yeah. listen and just let that happen. For for some of us, that's a real threat. But if you want to be an effective leader, it's so important to have that the metaphoric door open. It's really easy to assume. 
And um, so you want to try to manage those assumptions as best you can. Sure. So I, I think feedback is one of the most critical elements in pieces and good communication and, and, um, and not just the feedback, whatever action you've agreed to has to be undertaken. Whatever commitments are made to the team in whatever way, when, when team gives you feedback or when you're giving team feedback, action has to be a byproduct of that one, one in one way or another. So listening without response can erode confidence and erode trust. And, and so that, that has to be part of this connection and this commitment. So you know, we've all heard about, and, and you know, I, I'm blown away in looking back in my experience because I did have best friends in my business and my employees had best friends in that business as well. Best friends at work are important, but it can be a two-way street. They're going to make those best friends. And if they can make them in that culture of communication with a sense of confidence, a sense of belonging, it can just flourish. But if doors are closed, if um, commitments aren't being followed up or met, it can actually be a very negative part of that culture and it can fight against the culture. So healthy culture or it can work against the culture, which, you know, you, I think, as a business owner, have your finger on the outcome based on what you create in the firm, the type of culture you're creating in the firm. Makes sense. Makes sense. And that that leads right into, uh, you know, what's the best way to to encourage, uh, collect, assess, and then finally implement that feedback that they've given you? Because as you said, if if you just listen to someone and they don't do anything about it, they stop talking eventually, right? Yeah, yeah. So what's the what's the best way to make sure that gets done? And I I wish I had a magic answer. I don't. Um, I don't know what a best way is, but what I can share is sort of my the evolution in my world and the easiest element the easiest time to communicate was when we were a small four or five person company and we would just all sit in a circle we'd have our meeting and everybody you know it was just so transparent and you knew when someone was off and you could pull them aside and ask hey what's up mostly it was out but sometimes it was in the company so as the company grows oh boy we we went from 24 to 35 people in one day and when a, a competitor shut down and they called me and said, hey, do you do you, would you want to take over the business? And wow. uh, so we did. And it, it was it was um, it was a real hit. It was a real tough, tough time to manage details. Um, and what came out of that was huddles. We would do daily huddles, which meant that each each group and team would have a stand up meeting. And they would talk about what happened yesterday, what what was committed to clients, what the progress was, what their concerns are. It was kind of like all all uh, all things are open, and we'd always mm-hmm. start those huddles with a positive uh, celebration, what worked, so that what there was. And interestingly enough, that was the hardest thing for people. That was a tremendous insight to me. It's much easier to talk about what's not working than it yeah. is to celebrate what is. Yeah. But we worked through that. Um, so you need to listen. You need to seek clarity all the time. 
and um, and make sure that you're focused on us instead of them. Um, so um, those the, the meetings were really important. Having those huddles were important. We do a full team meeting everybody once a week. And um, we'd, we'd celebrate people. We'd call out what was great during the week. We'd talk about any frustrations and concerns that we had as a business. We never uh, put anyone on the spot. Um, and it was interesting to watch that, too, because people were kind of hang in the background. They didn't want to be out in the front. But as we did this more and more, that's, that, wasn't, that, that wasn't an issue. I didn't see that happening. There's also another piece that when we were smaller, it was easier to do. We took the team river rafting. And mm. at one time we took them hiking. So that really softened edges. We could see people in a different context, which was really great. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And we also would engage um, the staff in terms of brainstorming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? We got them into staff meetings and uh, we got them into uh, annual meetings. Like when we were doing our planning and looking strategically, whenever we could afford that time, we would do that. And lastly, we took on a process um, called Insight Survey, and it wasn't quite what I thought when I started this, but I actually think it was a great, um, a great tool. And that that meant every new hire, in fact, everyone in the company had that, had the Insight Survey, which said a little, told us a little bit about what their style of communication was, mm-hmm. and told them a little bit about what their style of communication was. And we could use that in in our um, employee reviews, sort of go back to that. If we had a problem with an employee, we could read that before to get an idea of how what the best communication style is with them. We could also use that when we were pairing our techs. Not a lot, but, but we could because it mm-hmm. gave us high level, but some insights into that, into that individual, which was really productive. So we always did it before we hired and occasionally we wouldn't hire because of it. And, um, and everybody knew that there was an insight survey for everyone in the firm and that that played a part in, uh, in some of our decision-making and our communications. So for, for those uh, of our smartpreneurs that are, are maybe not familiar with what you're talking about, this, this insight survey, uh, that's, um, is that implemented by an outside company? Yes. Yeah, thanks for asking for that clarity. Yes, absolutely. I think if you Google it, you could find Insights Survey, Insights, I think, or just under Insights. And there was a professional in our on a market who would do the survey. It cost about, at that time, 150 bucks per employee, mm-hmm. which to me was a good investment to make. And it was, a, it was also a really positive way for them to enter the firm because it was about them. And, you know, yeah. they could learn a little about themselves as well at that same time. We also, also very often included our employees in the hiring process. So we got some information from them and they were involved before we made a final decision, which I think also created a, a, a sort of that culture of, of trust and communication. Makes sense. But I, I would recommend Insights Time, uh, Insights Survey. Well, you heard it here first, folks. It's been recommended now. <laughs> no cards, no letters. <laughs> but uh, it, it is. Uh, when I was first hired in, uh, in 1980 to work at, uh, that's how old I am, uh, to, uh, to work at AudioCraft, uh, they would send you through a process like that. You actually, you actually went and spent a day with, with a psychologist. And I wow. thought, well, 
my parents should have done this a long time ago. <laughs> I'm answering a lot of questions, right? <laughs> but I'll bet you had a lot of a lot of um, uh, insights. I guess that's the right word. Right. Even now, from that. Oh yeah, you 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 walked out of there with this report on yourself, and you go, I I can't believe this person got all this just from conversations all day. You know, they they really pulled it out, and it really did it. It helped guide me into understanding, you know, why I am the way I am and why one thing makes you happy, you know, that doesn't make somebody else happy. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, you know, it depends on what you're looking for. So anyway. Well, yeah, uh, one of the things I, sorry to interrupt, but I was just going to say one yeah. of the things, two things I really liked about the insights, uh, in addition to the, in fact, the input it gave to us, is that the person who took that got some insights into how to address people who were their opposite. Yes. And so that communication piece was so important. And the guy who gave us the insights would spend time with that individual. It yeah. was like a full morning to go through the insights, help them understand. So it, it, it's, um, it's a great way to start a new employee. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch you over to talking about uh, uh, something that has, has been on your mind for a long, long time, trying to crack the code. You know, what's 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 the right answer here? And that is profit sharing for the employees. So uh, what's uh, what's your thought after after many different companies and thinking about this? Have you cracked the code yet? Uh, do you have any pointers that uh, you can point out to our smartpreneurs as to how to create a, a program that would be, you know, fair, but it's also got to be manageable and it's got to be sustainable, right? Yes. Yep. <laughs> sustainable is the, and for me one of the things that just kept it kept um, eating at me is the cyclical nature like you know i could have my guys sitting <clears throat> in the back benches for a month or two and then all of a sudden i don't have enough people because sites are now ready yeah and i mean we were in the large integrated and this what well, didn't happen every year for sure but it did happen and i kept thinking how do i manage that like how how do you how do you bring that in to a profit sharing program. But what I didn't do that I really recommend is bringing in a professional to help someone who has experienced doing this. I could not get over the hurdles. And additionally, I met a number of people at Cedia who said, now stay away from it. You'll never get it to work right. And people I really respected. So, you know, armed with my concerns about how do I do this? Uh, my inability to crack it, and I'm pretty good with numbers. Boy, I played around with numbers like you would not believe. Yeah. Um, and then, and then this feedback, I just put it. I didn't. I didn't follow it through, and I and I, I do regret that. I think it could have been just that that uh, cherry on the cake, if you will, because I because we did have a strong and good culture. But I think that would have been a high level of confirmation of our trust for the employees. By, by sharing some of that with them. Yeah. So I would engage a professional. Um, and um, I'd also even uh, reach out a little more into the industry, especially at this point in time, maybe Cedia, because it is a much more mature industry. And there may actually be some templates and some information out there that will help guide that. Um, and you know, beyond that, um, I don't have that magic formula. Um, I I would make damn sure in the process that you have a threshold. So you always have a certain percentage of profit to, to, to feed and grow the company. 
but beyond beyond that, I think someone who does this and who knows how it works, maybe work with a couple of other dealers in the industry as well to mitigate the expense of that and uh, you know non-competitive and reach inside the industry as well for insights. Well, we'll we'll leave it at that. Find it work for an expert, <laughs> but make I am sure not that expert. make sure it's sustainable. But uh, I, I think you're right. I think the industry has got to figure out some sort of uh, uh, profit sharing in order to continue growing and, and keeping people in the industry. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's pretty easy to if you if you're making fifteen dollars an hour uh, as a barista to convince that person for seventeen fifty to go up in a in a hundred and fifty degree attic is is a challenge nowadays. Yeah. And, you know, we've got huge labor problems in the, in the industry. So uh, profit sharing is something that could really help. Yeah. Well, thank and you, Marilyn. That was uh, great. All right, Smartpreneurs, thanks for being with us today. And again, if you want to uh, read more about open culture, you can go check out the Smartpreneur blog uh, at simplyreliable.com. And while you're there, if you want, you can listen to some more of our Smartpreneur podcasts. And you can also find the podcast in other places, such as our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Simply Reliable. You can go to Apple Podcasts. They support video podcasts. Or if you're just looking for some great things to listen to on a Saturday afternoon and you want to uh, listen to some great podcasts, uh, just use any podcast software that you have and just search for Smartpreneur Podcasts and we'll be there. So keep the culture open, keep it talking. Uh, and if you figure out that uh, that uh, profit-sharing concept, you let Marilyn and I know, and uh, we'll share it with the rest of the world. Have a great day, Smartpreneurs. We'll see you next time on the Smartpreneur Podcast.